Good evening and ho 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 and, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. We're here for a delightful seasonal romp. Full on, full on Christmas. Full on fun Christmas. Man, it takes a lot to kill my Christmas vibe and I'm you so have done so- it, sir. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Which I, I apparently you say I suggested this. You did a long time ago. You told me that this was a good movie, that you remembered this being a really good one. Things change. They do. Uh, yeah, this movie is not good. This movie is... Uh, listen, I don't I don't like saying that things are inherently bad. There are movies that we have done that were like... You know, I don't like saying that this is a bad movie podcast because these are all movies I like. Yep. But unfortunately, this movie is just... Uh, it's Again, it's well-made. Brian Usna is a very competent filmmaker. Oh, yeah. I just think that he was being very wrong-headed with this movie, and I think that there's a his, lot of wrong. He made a lot of bad decisions, uh, and they're not they're not filmmaking decisions. Again, it's not that he made a bad movie; it's that he made a, an unpleasant movie. Yes, he made a movie that I understand when you make a witchcraft movie, and you're like, "Oh, bad things are happening to people," and all this stuff. Sure. You know, you've got to make you got to make dark stuff happen or whatever, but you also have to lighten the fuck up or yep. people are going to be miserable the entire time you're making your movie. Oh, and boy, this is a movie that makes you miserable. Yeah, and if you've just jumped in here and tuned in and want to be miserable with us, we're talking about Silent Night Deadly Night 4, The Initiation. And before AKA you know, <laughs> Bugs. Yes, the the buggy movie. Um it is a very it is a very buggy movie. It was actually called Bugs. Was it in really? The UK. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Which is a much more fitting title. I mean, I also <laughs> I mean, feel I like the it. I also feel like the damn movie may have just been called Bugs. Then they're like, and that's how it did before. Yeah. That's the <laughs> ticket. Slap up a fucking Santa Claus face on this hotel door and call it a yeah. Christmas movie. I mean, have have Clint Howard sit on the edge of the bed and say, <laughs> Santa Claus killer. Exactly. <laughs> and they they uh, it's very much. Christmas is very shoehorned in here, where, oh, well, where there's just like, and there's a Christmas office party, yeah, one scene at Christmas Day, you know what I mean? Kind of oh, like, listen, man, there's just kind of just, just, just shove it in there, but it could have been anything else. And also, okay, so uh, it could have been a Thanksgiving office day party, right? It, it could have been a Thanksgiving gathering. Where could have been any of my these parents for Thanksgiving. Yeah, the it's only not like reason Christmas serves a purpose, right? The only reason it serves a purpose in here is to bring Christianity into the film, and. Then that brings up real weird things with the fact that she's Jewish and the people who run the paper are Jewish. And then those things are used in such a way that you're like, is there a, a gross message here that I'm like not quite picking up on? I don't even feel like of, any of that matters, though. Well, no, it does not, but <laughs> it kind of does. Unless I missed something because I kept zoning out. I mean, shit, because I was texting I, you about like wondering what it was like to fart for ten minutes straight <laughs> if you had a genie and you could wish that. Like that might have been you, when you were. Uh, that might have been when you were watching the. Yeah, you <laughs> wish you had the power to like fart as long as you would choose to, and I was just that was where my mind was going watching this movie because I was just thinking of anything else but it. Like I, I find such a hard. I had such yeah, a hard no, time focusing this, on this movie. This movie is a It turns me off. Thing. Like, I'm watching of it, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, every time I tune in, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm sick of and it. Again, and again, uh, and uh, fa- aside from the fact that it is just unpleasant, he made this movie already, and he made it better, and it was called Society. Yeah. You know, this is just like Society Light, only not good. Yep. You know, it, it's... It's a waste of Screaming Mad George, who is my favorite, one of my favorite people in the whole world. 
Like, oh, and that's the thing. Like, as a as a as a sizzle reel for uh, special I effects know. work, this movie's got it's, exactly it's it's a game on because of George. But and like, that's, and that's one of the big problems is that like if you see this as a preview, if you watch like a the, just a trailer for this thing, you're like, holy shit, this oh, movie's that's gonna, gonna be, be amazing. Crazy. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, but then it's going to be full of, like, gross assaults and really horrible things being done to people. And it's just... And things that don't make sense. And things that don't make sense. Do you like answers? Well, tough shit, kid. <laughs> tough shit, kid. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay, so we start off this thing with uh, <laughs> our buddy Clint Howard. He's looking all festive. He's pushing a shopping cart. He's dressed in a... Uh, he's dressed sort of like he's he's like a, he's he's like a, a Vietnam vet, basically, yeah. is what we're to assume. He's uh, He's got garland strung around his shopping cart. I loved those little touches. Because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Um, he's a caricature, but, you know, he's, like, cartoonishly dirty and blah, blah, blah. But he's playing that, that character that Clint Howard plays yep. very well. And I will say, the movie has an extremely strong start here. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's like... You're... <laughs> Clint Howard is looking for food in a trash can, <laughs> picks up a burger, looks at it, and goes, Ah, no fucking cheese! And then a woman on fire goes flying <laughs> off the top of a roof. I mean... A, movie start. Is, I mean, I mean you, damn... It's Damn, so, that's strong. It's so unfortunate because, like, fuck, what a great start. Hell yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> it it kind of is. So she's like, she, I also really liked the attention to detail here because she's at the edge of the, she's at the edge of the thing. She's like pinwheeling her arms like, oh my God, she doesn't want to go over mm -hmm. maybe. And so you kind of, you don't really know what's going on. She jumps hits the ground, and then, of course, Clint Howard being in anything, he's going to do the weirdest goddamn thing he possibly can. <laughs> so, you know, he's a combat vet. This guy's seasoned. He's like, all right, sticks his fingers in the burning hole of her torso <laughs> and, like, nearly burns his fingers off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, weird. <laughs> so strange. Also, he is named Ricky, which is the name oh, of... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The same name as the killer from the... But like, is it the same? Uh, it never made clear. That it's kind of really even, weird. It's weird that that it's never a even weird occurred ass to thing me. where you do something in the same franchise with the yeah. same name and it's a completely different character. If he'd said Garbage Day at least once, I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. He should have said Garbage. He should have said time. Garbage Day. Um. So he should have said looking for food on garbage day right in the beginning. Just perfect. get it out of the way. Yeah. Get that. Get that <laughs> out. Um, but she's like when I say that she's burning, she looks like she swallowed like phosphorus. Like, yeah. like her her stomach has burned out. It's a creepy, crazy looking effect. It looks great. Um, and and only half of her is burned. She exactly. only burned from the legs. Right. Up. Yeah. Like her. It was like her stomach started burning and then burned her legs off, basically. Um, and so we get instant emergency vehicles showing up and this is like, this is our X-Files episode beginning basically. Yep. Um, so we get, I actually, one of the things that I loved about this, the title sequence. Oh, it's great. And, uh, the music by Richard Band. Also the score, great. the score of this movie is great. The, the theme song a is lot fantastic. Of, a lot of great yep. stuff. Um, I, I mean, well, it does have some positives. <laughs> I mean, the the intro, the weird spirals. Oh, I the, love that. Yeah, it looks like a Junjay Ito thing. It's like it's super cool. Um, Spiral is a source of women's power. <laughs> there were, and that's uh, okay. It, 
at the center of the problems with this movie are the is the fact that I don't know what it's trying to say. It you doesn't know what, know what like, it's trying to say. I mean, and that might be the problem too, is that it's like it feels like it's got a really strong message about something. Yeah. I just don't know what the fuck it is. Is it that <clears throat> men suck? Is it that women suck? Is I mean, it I mean that's that, what like, they go for. Is it that everybody sucks? <laughs> that's my that's my problem with this movie. They set it up so much that men are sucky and they're gonna keep all the women down, but then when we meet the only every woman character in this is a villain. Is a monster. Is a legit monster. <laughs> Except our our lead. Right. Exactly. And she's just basically tortured for two straight hours. It's fun. Yay. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. Um, okay. But we get uh, we get our nudity out of the way here. Um, we got. Oh, these... it's not out of the way. It comes back. <laughs> it comes back. Uh, so we have our <laughs> we have the news story of the. The person in the background while these two are making out naked, whatever. Doing I think something. I want to cover a story about that woman who got burned. Yeah, and that's and we find out that she really wants to. She is a newspaper reporter, but she's only in the classified section and and the calendar, whatever the that calendar, is. whatever that is. Uh, but she wants to be a, a legit reporter. But she, um, uh, we'll learn that she's awful at it. We will absolutely learn that later on. Um, I mean, she does not pick up clue one at that picnic. Boy, there are so many clues being dropped yeah. at her at the at the picnic. For God's sake, what about the bookstore? Yeah, when the the woman's trying to foist that book on her, we'll get there. Yep, <laughs> it's like no, no, I don't want it. No, yeah. okay, well, we'll get there. It's about a woman that burnt in half and fall off a roof. No, I I want this other thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> So amazing. <laughs> so these two, uh, it, it was indicated that they were like having a one night stand and that this was a, like no strings attached type thing. Oh, I think they've done it before a bunch. They're just. Well, that was when they go out in the street, they're like, you know, whatever happened to the no strings attached thing? Yeah. And she's like, I want to meet your parents. Yep. And he's, oh, that's strings. No, those are <laughs> strings. But he's he's cool with the idea of her meeting his parents. And this is the point. If you have those parents, this is the point when you're like, okay, honey, by the way, <laughs> my parents are monsters. Yeah. Like, they are legitimate, like, well, was holdovers. Was it a monster or it was just a dad? I think it was just a dad. <sighs> Listen, that's it's a bad cop scenario. It's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> At that point, I mean. You're bad staying with him. <laughs> he's so bad. Yeah. He's such a fucking monster. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not her fault, but Jesus, he is a fucking monster. Um. So, okay. So he's, I mean, he's anti-Semitic. He's anti-woman. He's like, <laughs> he's a drunk. Yep. Like, he just could not be worse. No. Uh, okay. And he could also just not be in the movie. He could also not be in the movie and we'd be fine. <laughs> um, but it turns out that when when we get to the newspaper, that everybody there is a monster. And she, even though she thinks she can get... This she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there that I want to move up in the company and they're gonna put it out there that you should go make some fresh coffee. Woof. I mean, it's again it's it's Brian Yusna. He's about as subtle as a fucking brick to the teeth. So you're not gonna <laughs> man. You know. Even even the wonderful Reggie Bannister of Phantasm fame is a how, joke. How could you make Reggie into a jerk? Honestly, that's that's the biggest. That's crime a movie of this. sin. That is it. Really is. He's always got to be a good guy. Yeah. And he's always got to have a gun that has extra barrels that don't really do much. Yeah. <laughs> and a guitar. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> true. 
Uh, okay. Fuck this. I'm going home to watch Phantasm. Let's, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Let's just do Phantasm instead. Let's just stop now and do yeah. Phantasm. How many of you need to watch it first? <laughs> I've seen it. But yeah, I think I've seen it enough times. <laughs> Although, good luck telling me what it's about. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we see more news reports of the burned lady. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's going to come back a lot. But... So much, so much sexism in this workplace. Blah blah blah. They're talking about the what a great story it would be, apropos of you know of her thing. She's like completely left out of the story to the point where she's like twenty steps behind them. Literally, they're doing like a walk and talk up the stairs, yep. and she's like, "Wait, a woman died." <laughs> <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, this was be she a- hot." <sighs> <laughs> I mean, she was quite hot. Um, she was on fire. Because she was on fire. Cha, 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 cha. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this was where the, the menorah was outside the the door. And it's like this mise-en-scene of, like, why is that there? That's the thing. There's so much in this movie that's, like, seeds are planted, but nothing's watered. Right. Like, they do that with this. They do that with, um, with fuck, the ceremony in general. Like... True. I mean, what are the bugs? I mean, I kind of get what, what the are bugs they even are about. Doing? What is <laughs> the they, bugs? They are don't like explain harbingers. anything. I, I wish she's like, would... oh, she died because she wasn't strong enough. Like, strong enough for what? Like, what are you doing? Okay, so here's I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put forward the theory I have about this movie. <clears throat> okay, I do not know if that is the plot of this movie or not. I believe that the movie is about. A woman who has a kid. Okay, so the 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 three women. They they represent maid, mother, and crone. That's a that's a witchcraft thing. That's okay. A, that's a cycle of life for 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 women as seen through like Wicca and all those things. So there's the young one, the mother, and then the mother is uh, gave birth to a child and named her Lilith because she was going to be the vessel to bring Lilith the demon who is the mother of monsters who is the the one that is her harbinger is all the things that crawl so all of those bugs and things like that so those those things were heralding her arrival on earth okay so so in order to get any of this though you need to know this this does, movie doesn't no, tell you any of this and I don't know any of this no so I'm like, just like I don't know witchcraft shit that you're talking about right, right. now so this I mean, is all new to me exactly and as and an audience member you're just like no, so I, if you don't know this stuff already this is and, and more yeah. than that it's really just a theory I don't know yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. even what they're doing I just but I mean what you're saying all sounds legit like because her the kid's name and, was, and even the old lady even calls herself a crone in this she right? says she's a crone and that's when I was like oh okay I get it mother and crone got it okay so and Lilith is like kind of the she was they they talk about Lilith as the person who was you know Fraser's wife exactly she, <laughs> everybody knew her name and yeah of course I, I knew I know what you're talking about uh okay whatever so all this shit happens oh oh there's another thing as well the other thing that I was like what the fuck is this about I feel like this whole thing was like a screed against liberal journalists as well. There had there was that going on in so this whole thing as well. Way ahead of its time. Because right, exactly. <laughs> but it felt like a weird right wing thing because on the wall were like pictures of Mao 
And like, it's like, look at all these lefty journalists with their like, they're worshiping communists with all the stuff on their walls. Okay, I didn't notice that at all. And then once you do that, and then you put the menorah outside his fucking door, that's when it starts getting like, hmm, are you saying something that is unpleasant here? Like, I <laughs> I want to give you the, the benefit of the doubt because I like him and I think he's, you know, as a filmmaker, but man, there's, there's little seeds of things in here that I'm like, I don't think there's... It worries me. <laughs> A little bit. Has this been released on blue yet? Like, is there... I don't know. Is there I don't any of those so. deluxo versions with a commentary? Like... I would love it. As much as I said earlier before we even started this that I was never, ever going to watch this movie again. <laughs> I actually would with a, with a used a commentary. Yes. I'd be curious. I would, I would love to know what he yep. thinks of this movie and what he was thinking when he was making it. And then, like, watching it now, if maybe he's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. I would... Honestly, it would all be worth it just to hear him go, yeah, you know, that scene was kind of an edgelord bullshit thing that I shouldn't have done. And, you know, yeah. I thought I was being edgy and I was just being stupid. Mm. That It would almost make it all up to me. But Almost. Okay, almost. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, she comes out of the office after they tell her to make coffee and... She sits down with her office friend, Janice, played by Alice Beasley, who's like the best friend in everything, most specifically Moonlighting. And why do we need men? Why do we need men anyway? And she says, boys will be boys. (laughs) And that's obviously that's our central conceit for the movie is the world is a is a boys club. And the only way for women to get power is to get together and sacrifice a child to the devil. Totally. Uh, <laughs> Maybe she'd get to do that story if she would just woman up. I mean, she did get to do the story because <laughs> she believed in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was It was because of the witchcraft. It's a very positive message in this movie. <laughs> yes. follow, follow your dreams. <laughs> follow your dreams. <laughs> um, yep. So Janice hears her complaints, and she has some suspicious inside information about the location of the deaths. Why would Janice know about this? Hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. Maybe she's in on it. She might be. Maybe everybody's in on <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe every woman is in on this. <laughs> uh, but okay, so she she goes to the place where the where the accident happened, and she meets this insane character who is this oh, huge huge dude. Maybe he's in, in on it too. I mean, how could he not be? <laughs> His. He's perfect. Like as a as a character, the little thing that he does here, this little moment yep. where he like he's like, no, nah, nut machine's broken. <laughs> and then he hits it, nuts come out, but his hands are just covered in blood. Yeah. And so he's like, Here, have your nuts, and they're just like bloody. blood nuts. Blood nuts. That was a great moment. Yes. That was good. Again, little bits of there are little bits of genius in this movie, yep. but uh. um so he's being really helpful and it's like Everything's going well until he reveals himself to be a total chauvinist asshole, and he's like, it could have been a hooker, huh? Yeah. He so, thinks all women are hookers. Yes. So she gets creeped out and walks away. She finds the scene of the crime, and uh, luckily the police work for this thing was done by cops from, like, the 1920s, so they'd actually, <laughs> like, they'd chalked it off like they didn't have cameras back then. Oh, half of it. 
<laughs> that's right. That's even better. They chuck off the part of the body that it's wasn't not burned, burned, and yeah. then the rest, <laughs> and the rest of it is just, just filled like, yeah, in it's, with like it's black. You can use your imagination. That's pretty good. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's really funny. Um, Man, just chalk lines too. Um, whenever that's I like s- a naked gun joke. I was just gonna say it always makes me think of Loaded Weapon One, where that guy gets shot and he falls off the balcony, and then he lands right next to a chalk outline, <laughs> and then he like scoots himself over and lays in it. Well, I love that gag. Exactly because <laughs> nobody uses chalk outlines. Like yep. no one has used chalk outlines since cameras were invented. Like it's like an old, it's a an ancient, ancient thing for police. So whatever um so she goes into the bookstore that is right in front of the crime scene um and also i forgot about this so literally the woman who committed the crime did it right in her building yeah (laughs) fucking stealthy lady good job hiding in plain sight maybe that's it but she's so powerful that the police will never find oh yeah they can't fuck with that magic but also also i guess she kind of did it from a distance. It's not like anyone's going to be like, you set her on fire from the inside. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but uh, we get uh, Ricky walking around the store, Clint Howard, and, uh, you know. He is so out of place in this bookstore. And he's, he's there all the time. That couldn't be good for business, I wouldn't think. He's just, like, walking over and poking <laughs> ladies in the butt, like, and he's, all day. Okay. He's got a stink. He's covered in dirt. Okay. This part where he like, he follows her around and he pokes her where he poked the corpse. What does it mean? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) Of course. Nothing. Of course. It means nothing. But why do they even have him under, is he like a, is that something in witchcraft? Is he like a servant thing? Is that like a, is there a role for him? I literally don't know. That was another thing where I thought that maybe because he touched her, he somehow became part of this thing or like it passed something on to him. Like he wasn't part of it until then. I don't think so. I think he. Really? Because. Why would he look so confused when that happened? Right. Because he's like pushing a shopping cart. So he's my, I mean, my read on this, again, they've given us nothing to work with. Mm -hmm. My read was. Random homeless person out there, brush with the supernatural, gets marked by the supernatural, and then becomes part of the initiation ritual. That's, okay. That is my just random guess. Or maybe everybody's in on it. The entire city is in on this whole thing. <laughs> that, again, it wouldn't be any weirder than the way that they've set it up so far. I mean... It's so, so weird. So he's in there looking for the newest Joyce Carol Oates book. And, uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Do you have, do you have chicken soup <laughs> for the teenage soul? For the teenage soul. <laughs> I'm 16, by the way. <laughs> I've had a rough 16 years. A lot, a lot of trash can burgers <laughs> with no fucking cheese. No fucking cheese. <laughs> Following him on Instagram. It's just weird how much he is just kind of like every character he's ever played. <laughs> it's very upsetting. He's liked my several of my posts, which makes me happy. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird to have <clears throat> odd interactions with someone like Clint Howard. Yeah. I love him. Uh, okay. Patrick Dempsey never liked my posts. Damn you, Patrick Dempsey. Why Lord would you? Stamos. I don't care about either of those two people. <laughs> They're not fit to polish Clint Howard's boots, as far as I'm concerned. 
gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Clint Howard is twice the man John Stamos is. <gasps> <laughs> Was he ever the ice cream man? He could have been. I did could see been him a much different movie. I did see him playing drums for uh, the Beach Boys once. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Stamos. <laughs> All right, where where are we? Where are we? <laughs> We're somewhere in the bookstore. Um, and so yeah, he he's poked the lady in the side, and the, the the woman who's working there, whose name is Fema, which is also very odd. Uh, Sounds she, like a witch. <laughs> yeah, classic <laughs> witch name, Fema. Fema. Mm. Uh, so, but short for Griselda. <laughs> right, there you go. I do wish that they'd all had real fucking weird ass witch yeah. names. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but like, <laughs> this is another thing. The, the movie's gross, and then it's like gross on different levels. This thing with the figs, I think, was the grossest thing in the whole goddamn movie. Really. So, so she's just like, here we go. Here's my bookstore. Oh, here's the bowl of figs that every everybody could stick their finger in and have a fig. Yeah, I like figs. I, sure. Have your own damn figs. Don't share figs with the general public. Look, if somebody's offering me figs for free. And they're not pitted. Or their dates or whatever they are. You spit the pit back into the communal fig bowl. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the other thing was like, I didn't know what this was about, but maybe it was the fact that maybe she used her spit that was on the fig pit when she spits it back into her hand. Mm -hmm. So she offers her, she's like, oh, here, have a fig. And she's like, oh, a single date or fig or whatever the fuck it is. That's so great because I haven't eaten all day. Motherfucker, that's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I was starving I mean, until I had that fig at that bookstore. I mean, store. <laughs> granted, that 85-pound that woman, I'm like, okay, maybe yeah. she is like, oh, the one fig I can eat today. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> well, she was, she was a model, so she's probably used to it. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to take two. That would, that would really put me over my calorie limit for the day. But okay, so she eats a fig. There's some weird shit that goes on there. Gross. Um... And, okay, so, oh, and also it does kind of look like a roach. So maybe that's kind of it. Maybe it's the fact that the dates or figs or whatever the hell she's feeding her look like look like an insect. And so that's kind of tying the thing together. Or it's like some sort of communion concept. I, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I'm just grasping at mm. straws. Uh, okay, uh, so... Kim proves that maybe the awful dudes weren't 100% wrong when they said that she shouldn't do this thing here, which is where we were talking about before. <laughs> She's like, she buys this this book on uh, on spontaneous combustion. And then the woman at the, <laughs> the bookstore is like, also take this. I don't want that. You, you do want this. No, I, I really don't. Oh, I think it will be important to your research. Now I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> Girl oh, no. who I just, just, just It's a met. gift. No, I still <laughs> don't want it. She she refuses it at least three times, and then it winds up, she writes, she's like, oh, come to our picnic, writes, like, the time and address on a slip of paper, puts it in the book, and hands it to her, and that's when she finally accepts it. Mm -hmm. Boo. Yeah, weird. Just take a gift. Just take the goddamn book. And a kiss. And it... 
and a kiss from a random woman. Yeah. Again, all of this stuff is pre-COVID, so it looks even weirder than yeah, <laughs> even weirder than it ever would. Uh, so, uh, oh, the other thing is that she asked her if there was some way that she could get up on the roof. So Fima leaves the place in the hands of the crone lady and then leads her up to the roof yep. through this stairway that is so clearly not connected to the rest of the building. <laughs> yeah. I love I love how that is shot. <laughs> it's great. They don't look right, but it's, you know, again, he's a really good filmmaker, so it looks good enough. Yep. And on top of the roof is lots of spirals. There's spirals everywhere. And also uh, Clint Howard's little house <laughs> that yeah. he built up there. I like Clint Howard's little, little tent house. That's what makes me think like he was in on it way before the beginning. Like... And they know him already, and they know his name. Like they, well, they I feel like they've they had him for a know, while. They didn't know his name until then. I mean, they called him Ricky after the after the accident. Yep. I mean, they might have. We never saw him talking to him before the accident, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But okay, so she's up there getting a feel for the murder and standing <laughs> on the edge and looking over. And... Yes, and that's when we're like, is she already having issues? Because she stands on the edge like she's about to fall off, and Clint Howard is up there watching her do this, and he's like, what is up with this crazy fucker? <laughs> like, Clint Howard is looking at you like you're insane. That's when you know you got some issues. You might have, you might have some problems <laughs> it, while he's, like, pulling bugs out of the, <laughs> out of the ventilation For system. For what reason? Gross us out. Okay. Um. Just the part that bothered me. It was just like, what? What? Why? Why? Exactly. <laughs> Why? Why are there supernaturally large larva bugs in an air duct of a bookstore? Like, and why does he not care that they're there? So they, I mean, and that's another thing. Like he, they use it in the ritual later on, and he's not bothered by this at all. So I feel like he's been there for a while, and he's true. done this before. Um. Okay. So I will say that it's not a guess for the for the Lilith stuff because they did say that uh, that Lilith was the like she was the the I can't remember how they phrased it patron saint for lack of a better term of things that crawl so she is she is somehow related to insects so it's not a stretch to say that the insects are there because there's something going on with Lilith okay that this ritual that is that they've said is to summon Lilith is that we don't know because she's like I lost my daughter and I want my daughter back yeah what does that mean because like, her dead. daughter like, is Lilith her daughter's name was Lilith she's the one that died mm -hmm. yeah and but then like, she kept talking about bringing her back through uh, what's her nuts Kim Kim's so, body and it's like so are they doing that or are they bringing Lilith the demon back unclear unflippin' clear <laughs> Oh, well. But, you know, just to tie it together with the Silent Night, Deadly Night, there's Christmas decorations and a scary spray-painted skull on the roof. Um, she she finally leaves after all that nonsense goes on and goes back to her house where there's more bugs. Gross roaches in her sink. She's spraying them with, you know, roach killer and all this stuff. And, and it uh, also just, that's another thing with this movie. Like, it just adds to its unpleasantness for me. Yeah. It's just roaches everywhere. Like, it's yeah. just gross. It's, it's not just, fun. It's just disgusting. And they don't sing and dance either, like Joe's apartment. Like, I can, I can, exactly. I can roll with those guys. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I will say that the giant bug in her apartment later, amazing. Yeah. And 
also uh, the other thing that's spaghetti a, monster is cool too. Spaghetti monster is so undersold, and also the uh, the, the the fruit and bread face was so poorly made that I didn't notice it until my second viewing. I didn't notice it in my two viewings. Holy shit! There's a food person. What? Like literally, there's a face like made House out of four? food. It doesn't talk or do anything, Boo. but it's like literally she stares at it, and it's like it looks like it's wearing like a Carmen Miranda thing with like fruit. There's two eyes and a mouth, and then a roach crawls out of the bread. Oh, weird! I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not, not watching. No, I'm not watching not this again. It. It's not worth it. Done with this fucking thing. But we do see that she reads Psychotronic magazine, which is cool. Clutch. Um, That's not hers. <laughs> her phone rings. Uh, she sits down and reads about her weird spiral stuff, and I don't know. And that's where the table has the weird face on it, and <laughs> and her spaghetti spiraled too. Her sp- like spaghetti spiral sauce, like yeah. This doesn't make sense. You don't read about spiral as a woman's power, and then your spaghetti sauce is spiraled. Like what? There's, I, but the thing is that there's shut I'm, up, movie. No. <laughs> it's almost like there just wasn't enough of it. You know, like they tried building a world, but then didn't. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many missed opportunities, and it's like it, it was there. And again, there's the Junji Ito thing. I assume that Spiral was probably before this, and that he had read Spiral, and that that was kind of what he was playing off of. But I don't know when that came out. Hey, there's a Junji Ito book right there, Cat Diary. Ooh, that's a good one. I like the kitty on it. It's got a good cat. You can buy that at CoastCityComics.com. You know, there's a new Junji Ito book today, out this week. Uh, this which has is been his, an embedded advertisement. His early works, and you can buy it at Coast City Comics. It's on our website, CoastCityComics.com. Anyway. Um, the, this is free. Jesus. That's what you get. <laughs> Jesus. That was, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about doing that. Um, <laughs> sell out. Sell with out. Me? Oh, sell yeah. out. Sell out. Uh, okay. Oh, God. This is where they meet the scumbag dad. So she finally... So she basically screens the boyfriend's call. And then finally she takes it because she's freaking out. And she's basically... I think she's just kind of like, I need to talk to somebody because there's weird shit going on around me. And and the boyfriend's like, hey, are you coming to meet my parents? And she's like, yes, fine. I'm changing now. We are five. She's so insane. It's great. Um, and so the dad is awful. She basically, she says she's Jewish and she's like, uh, you know, she's talking to the little kid while dad's listening. And she's like, oh, you know, Hanukkah is very much like Christmas. It's just sort of, you know, two, two parts of the same kind of thing. And the dad's like, bullshit. bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bullshit. A woman's place is in the in kitchen. the kitchen. <laughs> I think it's in your book too that woman is made out of Adam's rib. Isn't that right? <laughs> and her nice boyfriend just says, "Zip." Yeah. Again, it's like he's not even in the scene. I they forgot to write him. They did. Anything. Yeah, I think you're right. He had the day off that day. Like he, uh, they're at his parents' house. Ah, oh, shit! Just shoot it anyway. Yeah. And but here's the other part. That's so. The dad gets to deliver one of the biggest lines in the whole thing too, because after. Again, this would be if this movie kind of made sense, and it obviously we've we've ran into the ground that it does not make sense. Yeah. 
but he says after after talking about all this stuff and she's like oh you know it's all kind of a metaphor or whatever she says something about like the bible being kind of a metaphor or whatever and he says this is all real and you'd better believe that so like he becomes the fucking like he becomes the one telling them that you need to believe in what's going on right now because it's affecting your life. Mm-hmm. And so he's like an important part of the story, which is gross. Kind like I, of. I don't want him to be the one to deliver <laughs> a line like that. Uh, but it it also it pushes that idea that like she's being punished because she doesn't believe in God. Because she also says that she was raised Jewish, she's but she's not religious. now not religious anymore. And so... And I guess that makes that her doesn't make vulnerable it, to... I guess, but if that was how it worked, then every freaking atheist would have a bed full of cockroaches right now. <sighs> That's how it is, man. <laughs> I sleep in the boogie bay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, okay, so... <sighs> she goes back home again, and she's like... She cleans some bug guts off of something, and... She starts seeing more human body parts made of food. There's the the hand made out of spaghetti that starts wiggling. And she looks past it and there's a roach that's like as big as like a border collie. It's like yeah. enormous. It's she starts knocking over furniture to get at it. <laughs> She's like, "I don't what are you <laughs> Again, this thing is the size of a of a medium-sized dog. Yeah, you just get out of the house. Just leave the house, man. Yeah. Get the hell out. She's got a broom handle and she's like poking at it. <laughs> no, no, come on, man. Uh, but the spaghetti hand starts wiggling especially and then she runs to the bathroom after looking at that. She's like, oh, I can't stand it. That was too much wiggly hand. She pukes it out. And that's another thing with this movie. That, there's a lot that of barfing. There's a lot of barfing, man. And it's just like, I don't like watching And it. it's not I don't trauma like barfing. It. It's realistic barfing. Yeah, it's people feeling sick. Yeah. And that's just not fun to me to watch. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so the, I did like this scene, though, where she's laying on the floor and she's like, oh, you know, I've, I've escaped. And the brooch is like, doo 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 Yeah. <laughs> you get that one giant yeah. antenna through the thing. He's like, hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you you feeling okay? Um, can you can you open the door? I'm kind of I'm too short for the doorknob. <laughs> can I get you some ginger ale, some saltines? <laughs> you feeling okay? Um, do we need to get you to the doctor? Yeah. You could ride on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those flying roaches. Um, It'll be just like a cat riding a Roomba. <laughs> be amazing. Okay, so um, she wakes up because. What's her name? Janine? Sure. Janice? Janice sounds right. Um, She's like knocking on the door (coughs) and she comes to the door all covered in puke. She's got (laughs) shit all over her. And Janice is like, hey, you want to go to work maybe? Because everybody's pissed that you missed a day of work. (laughs) Uh, She seems very fit for work. (laughs) She's like, yeah, of course I do. And then she's like, I'm going to clean myself up and skip work and go to this picnic. (laughs) So she does. She skips work, goes and sits in the park with the witches. God, this picnic scene is so dumb. It makes my hair hurt. I don't... I mean, we don't... And another part of the thing is that for a movie that doesn't tell us enough to make the story make sense, it wastes a lot of time rehashing the same garbage we've already heard. It could spend time 
filling in the blanks or like helping us is somewhere giving us some sort of handhold and instead it just repeats things over and over again well she goes to the picnic and they're they act like they don't know who that woman was who jumped right. off and fell off the roof then the other girl's just like why'd she fall because she wasn't strong enough <laughs> what oh what do you know oh, and oh, she just oh, nothing no doesn't even question her like just, but at that point she's, you're a reporter she has already been drugged at that point though right Again, maybe I don't Who know. Knows? That's another thing, man. This movie's just roofy central. She's They're always drugging her constantly. constantly. I don't want to watch somebody get drugged all the time. Ah, it's again, not it's fun. it's like there's so much like there's so much stuff that is just like being messed with in a horrible, horrible, horrible way. I like it, later when FEMA drugs her and then bitches at her for knocking shit over when she's <laughs> drugged. Like you did that. <laughs> That's your fault, you dork. <laughs> I agree with you. That, that was an irritating. It was an irritating scene, but it also. But at the same time, it was like to me, it was like actually one of the more uh, skillful, like little. Oh, you're my daughter now. Where she's like yelling at her like she's a little kid. Look at what you've done. You need yep. to clean up after yourself. You know, like so she's. I mean, it works if you think about it in that. She's way. morphing this woman into being her kid, but I don't think she's a good person. Wait, really? <laughs> I don't know. Her name is Fema. Okay, so she goes back somehow. Whatever happens, she she has some sort of drug trip or something and her and Hank her boyfriend what a fucking shitty name for a character Hank Hank um but her boyfriend Hank shows up and grabs her and is like hey you're late for work somehow he's found her how because Janice told her again how would Janice know where oh, there you go that's what how because uh, yeah. she's one of the witches <clears throat> so why would the Never mind. Yeah, whatever. Hank finds her, drags her back to work, but it turns out that while she was unconscious, what she has done is she put witchcraft out into the world. She used her imagination, and she what she wanted more than anything was for the boss to accept her idea of doing the story. And the boss says, yeah, I guess we thought about it, and uh, it would be a good idea. You've got all your other work done. Okay, go ahead and do that story. And so now Hank is acting as her cameraman? I uh, guess. Which I didn't know. I mean, maybe he's a camera person. He works at the paper. I mean, maybe that's his Maybe thing. that's his deal. I think it is. Okay. So he he goes and takes photos of her. And the weirdest part is how she's like dressed up like Corey Feldman from Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> that part was real weird. But... I don't know. She looked good. Um, and this <laughs> another one of my favorite things. So they take some photos outside. Uh, take I don't know why they were like taking glamour shots of her with with the look. It's me with where the lady burned up. Yeah. I'm looking hot. <laughs> but then they go up on top of the roof, and Hank's standing there looking over the edge. Literally, his arm is resting on a ladder, and he's like, "How'd she get up here?" <laughs> Hank. Hank. Come on. Come on, buddy. Put Come it, on. You it, can do it. You put can it do together. it. You're so close. Come on. You're an investigative <laughs> journalist, buddy. Come on. You're just as bad as her as <laughs> journalists. Investigations. I mean, this is probably like the fucking county shopper or something. You know, it's probably not a real newspaper. It's the LAI, dude. 
<laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it is a newspaper. But uh, they look like they operate out of like an AMVETS hall when you see that Christmas oh, yeah. party. Oh, yeah. Like just that's shitty in paneling. The daytime, apparently. That, yeah. another, that's another thing at the end of this. We'll get there. Uh, Gotta they don't, get day drunk so that you can get to those other parties completely wasted. They don't care about time later on in this movie. No. Like the Christmas party, uh, when no. she runs outside, it's clearly like 10 in the morning yep. outside by the weather. Uh, the Christmas scene later on, where they go to kidnap the boy, yep. is late at night. Like, who does Christmas late at night? You wake up Christmas morning and you open your presents. Like, why is this kid opening his presents at, what, 7 o'clock at night? Stupid. <sighs> No, I'm not taking any excuses. No, there's no excuse for any of this. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. They they see there. She stands in the middle of the spirals on the roof. That's um, his power. Hank makes this whole thing about them getting back together because he's a scumbag. I was totally shocked when they start making out on the roof that Clint Howard didn't just like stand there and leer at them or something like I thought oh, that he, he doesn't was, care I, mean, I thought you he see was going to show up when they're fucking later on like, and he just watches TV he doesn't <laughs> care about that shit it was so good just cares about cheeseburgers and TV and big ass bugs and giant dong Pinocchio nose masks oh god don't get me started I hate this I know me too. <laughs> so disgusting okay so um Let's see. She tells Hank to take off because she's going to investigate alone. Uh, and she takes this opportunity to walk downstairs to the door that's in the hallway. And she's like, I bet this is where FEMA lives. Or unless FEMA wrote the address there. And then she says that weird ass line. She said something like, oh, you do live oh, here. Oh, so you do live behind this door. What? Yeah, you knocked on her apartment. Of course she does. What? What does that even mean? I mean, I. my guess is that it's a clumsy attempt to explain that if the woman jumped off the roof, she could have done so by walking out the door of FEMA's apartment straight to that staircase. But she could have done it walking out the she door of any apartment. She could have done it They mentioned that, that every exactly. apartment can get to the roof in this, so that doesn't matter. And also, and again, that giant metal ladder that's right there. Yeah. Could have been there, too. So... <laughs> All right, whatever. Doesn't really matter. So Fever's like, ah, oh, you, you must have the drugs must have worn off since a picnic. You have some more drugs. Here, have some, some tea. drugs. At this point, stop accepting things from her. <laughs> but, um, but she does. She's like, I would love some tea. And then she's like, I'm going to sprinkle something on top of it. And she's like, Yeah, that's great. Cool. She doesn't even like. In any other thing, thing like yeah. <laughs> you like turn your back and you talk to them, and you're like, oh, "Hey," and you subtly do it. She's like, "I'm putting something in your tea." She literally says, "It's elderflower." <laughs> she may as well have just been holding like a giant box labeled "rat poison" right, and just sprinkling exactly. it in, and Kim would just be like, "Hmm, mm, flavor." I mm, love it. <laughs> she's like, "Ooh, this makes my tummy hurt." Is yeah. what she said, <laughs> or some some permutation of that. She's. She's like, oh, this is this is making my stomach upset. And she's like, oh, it'll pass. That means it's working. Drink more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she does. She basically chugs the tea. And during this this point, she tells her about her daughter. She's like, I lost my daughter. Her name was Lilith. Blah, blah, blah. Whole thing. And then she starts talking about how she says this creepy thing about, oh, you and Hank must have good sex. And then, what? I don't know. But she's like. But you need to get over that because men are parasites 
and we need to purge the parasitic something from our from our bodies and that's what the that's what the bug that they plant in her does later on is that it's getting rid of her attachment to men and her fear and they somehow somehow those two things are connected sure sure why not <laughs> uh so fema feeds her another date and she's like here eat this date and then she's like okay i'll eat your date she looks down at it and it turns out it's a bug and she's like eat it she's like okay fuck it so we're like oh no she's completely under her control at this point yay more gross bug eating she'll even eat a bug um and now this is where we get kim flashing back to every other part of the movie just in case you missed the first half of the movie just in case you missed everything in this movie here's everything else in this movie <laughs> what the hell yep um and she wakes up to some witches maybe telling no- her maybe that it's a nod fine. maybe it's a nod to uh part 2 <laughs> <laughs> just using as hey much we heard footage. you like flashbacks i'm surprised it wasn't a flashback to part 2 yeah well well the good thing is we're only going to give you 30 seconds of flashback this time mm. not 30 minutes yeah that's true uh okay and so now they strip her naked they mark her with ash on her forehead they put a spiral spiral around her navel and ricky comes in with his pet screaming mad george effect and and a rat they kill the rat and it's just all sorts it's of just gross. just weird gross stuff that's not there for any any reason other than to be gross but the bugs crawling around in her stomach. We get one of those shots of the weird rubber stomach with the thing yep. crawling around in it. She barfs it up. And now, and Clint, okay. <laughs> it's like they, they're always undercutting the thing that they're trying to do here, too. Because, like, ah, now you've gotten it out of your system and we've killed it. Like, if they burned it or something. Let's it cut it in half and drip it on your drip face. drip it on your face. <laughs> well, that was the, the shit that you were supposed to, like, Whatever it is, it ate all of the the fear and the attachment to men or whatever the hell it is that's in there. <laughs> no, you don't want to get that back in her. That was the whole point yeah. of this ritual. Boo. Uh, okay. So she wakes up fully clothed on Fema's couch. Maybe it was all a dream, but then she touches her face and it's covered with bug goo. <laughs> and uh, we pretty quickly realize that she actually was there. It really happened. She tries to, she grabs all of her crap and then all of the witches kind of surround her and they're like, no, stay. I want my daughter back. She's like, get you, witches. And she books it. (laughs) She does. Um, And they don't give chase. They don't. They're just like, okay, cool, bye. (laughs) And, And in another way that this movie is very clumsy and it doesn't really handle these things very well, she's in complete control of herself here. And she knows exactly what's going on. She's like, hey, I'm getting out of here. But then by the time she goes home, she has basically like a psychotic episode or like a break where she's like, oh, no, I'm not myself anymore. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Okay, so she goes home and for some reason, Hank is in her apartment wearing like full on rich person pajamas. Yeah, when they don't live together or. And she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, (laughs) And he's like. That's not important right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. And why did you bring your pajamas, you fucking freak? Yeah, and he's like one of the only people in this that isn't in on it, as far as I can tell. Yeah, except he's also a weirdo who's broken into her <laughs> yeah. apartment to sleep in her bed. 
Which is the kind of shit I would expect if somebody was in on it. Right. Like exactly, but he's you not. go back to her house and wait for her to see if she shows up there. Like, but she, but he's not. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand how any of this relates, but we'll we'll get to it. So she comes in, she's freaking out. She starts to flush a bunch of paper down the what was it was that the I don't know we don't even know what that stuff was she She, floods the toilet she starts pouring pills in her mouth she starts freaking out she's like trying to trying to OD we don't know why Um, and then she just turns horny and then she gets really horny and I and starts jumping going to jump dude's bones and then Clint Howard comes in it sits on the edge of the it bed. It turns on Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. See, it is all connected. Ah! Come on. What were you talking about? It's just like Halloween 3. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I do. I mean, the clearly the uh, the garbage day of this movie was Santa Claus Killer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I love that. that. I mean, this whole thing where, like, she's trying to have sex with this guy. Clint Howard is ignoring them entirely to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night on the edge of their bed, and it takes them kind of a minute to realize that he's there, and that's, I don't know, that was... I like that, too. That was pretty great. Yep. Um, Santa Claus killer. Santa Claus killer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Good stuff. But then they realize they don't want Clint Howard watching Silent Night 3 while they're boning, so... The guy tries to... No, he realizes it. She's still down. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> she's still she's still okay with it. She's like, eh, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, but he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, as you might do if you found a Clint Howard in your bed <laughs> when you weren't expecting it. Ah, Clint Howard infestation. <laughs> Always a problem this time of year. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine just waking up and Clint Howard's in your bed? Like that's got to have happened to somebody. And he's like, "You're point. out of ice cream. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Would you like me to make you some butter brickle?" <laughs> I, honestly, yes. Yes. Yeah. Please. I fucking would. I would like you to make me some butter brickle. Let's hang and eat some ice cream, dude. <laughs> you know what? Oh my god. I'm gonna get in touch with Clint Howard. I'm do gonna it. try. I've seen other people who were able to like do stuff with him. Yeah. Maybe Jackie Kong knows him. <laughs> Uh, they seem like, like no, he was too weird for me. It seemed like they would run in similar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> similar crowds. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got uh, oh, the, <laughs> Hank again with the broomstick. Uh, these two, they were probably made for each other here because yeah. they both think that broomstick is the ultimate weapon to to fend off people who are attacking them. They're like. Bride and broom. Oh, so true. Ouch. Al's uh, reaching. Sure was. But he, he pokes Clint Howard a whole bunch of times in the stomach, and it's very funny. He's, and then, ow! What, why? Ow, stop, stop hitting me. Yeah. Uh. But then Clint does it back to him, but with a knife. <laughs> yes. I mean, Clint does take it a little far. I mean... But Clint didn't grab the knife first. It was no. the other guy no, that grabs yeah. the knife, so... It was his fault for escalating. Um, when you get a Clint Howard... you can't just pop into somebody's bed when they're boning and watch TV and don't think nothing's going to happen to you. Unless you're Clint Howard. <laughs> and things are still going to happen to you. <laughs> they're going to ask you for your autograph. They're yeah. going to be like, oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> we should eat ice cream. 
Can you imagine getting ice cream with Clint Howard? Well, it sounds like a what fantastic a day. Delight. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this fight. I, I like this whole scene actually. Yeah, it's good. in the apartment. Uh, I think it's good action. I think it's a, a cool uh, off-screen, on-screen, but off-screen death for dude when he yeah. when she's hiding under the bed and just watching. But again, 100%. she's also hiding under the bed after Clint Howard what taped up her wrists and put tape all over her mouth. Right. And it's just again an unpleasant thing to watch. Like, right. All the movie's part- such a mean streak. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, but I think it's a, a cool shot when she is under the bed watching all the blood just fall down on dude's foot. Like, I think yeah. that's a cool death scene for him. No, I agree. And and Clint's just, the little tiny stabs. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's, oh, it's, so, it's brutal. It's, yeah. Yeah, it makes it much worse. Yep. And so, and also, Clint bites off his Achilles tendon too. Like literally, like chews off the, the oh, back yeah. of his leg. So he's kind of crawling <clears throat> around before that too. Yep. Uh, okay. So he he kills the guy, and then Janice comes in, or Janet. Well, I can't remember her fucking name. Her friend. Her friend. You mean from she's work. in on it? Well, she comes in, and you're like, oh <clears throat> shit, she's gonna interrupt this whole thing, and then she. She undoes her. Honestly, this was handled very well where she's like, she starts undoing the the things like, because in her mind, in uh, Kim's mind, basically what's going on is that she's not understanding how dangerous Clint Howard is in this situation. And mm-hmm. she's like, still has her mouth taped. So yep. it's like, oh shit, you know, th- crazy this, guy. this is going to be bad because, you know, once he, once Clint Howard starts, he's going to attack both of us. Yep. Turns out, she's like, no, you go with him, go with Ricky. You've got to finish the initiation, you know, and so. Initiation into what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, movie. Kappa, Beta, Delta, Theta. And we did do the initiation, didn't we? We sure did. <laughs> this is our second initiation. That's true. Yeah. This is much worse than that initiation. Yeah, I like the other one better. I do too. <laughs> I will actually probably watch the other initiation again. I will not ever watch this movie. No, I'm again. done with this one. This movie will <laughs> never be watched again by me. Um, I just thought that we needed to get it out of the way. I'm sorry. I loved when I came in here. We had to cancel last week, and I popped in. It was like I hate Are this you movie. Sh- and you're like, me too. I was like, so you want to pick something else? You're like, nope. <laughs> Because I'd already taken notes on, like, fucking 40 minutes of it. And I was like, nope, I've already gotten this We're far. We're doing this. We're going to get it out of the way. And so I do apologize to everybody for this. Um, okay. We could have done Bone Alone again. Oh, man. We should have done a Hallmark movie this year. Maybe we'll find a a good New Year's Hallmark movie. Where they, they pack shit up at the 25th. Some <laughs> some dude who doesn't believe in the true meaning of New Year's. And he needs to be convinced of it by some woman who owns a bakery. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. Uh, let's see. So, <laughs> oh, but I really liked the, uh, I loved the part where Clint Howard is like stabbing the door. Oh, yeah. Like he's like going to get into the door. He's stabbing the, heart, the, the like hollow core door, but with so a steak knife. He's got a steak knife, <laughs> and and basically uh, <clears throat> Hank makes too much noise in the kitchen, and so he's like, Ugh! and like backs off the door and goes over so that he can stab Hank. Yep, because Hank's making too much progress in standing up <laughs> for his liking. Um, yeah, so. This is where we get her. She she winds up dropped into a crazy red room full of fake meat. She passes out. When she wakes up, 
they she, strip her naked again. Yep. She's all covered in ultra slime because it's a screaming mad George thing. Um, and you know, there's, the, and then we do what everybody wants to see. Quinn nope, Howard in a spooky nope, mask, um, like forcing himself on her. Yep. So we skip that part Yay! and that terrible thing happens and we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> that was awful. And, but, but then this whole thing with her molting and like her legs, like she, barfs a bunch of stuff out of her. There's zero point to this. I don't understand. She forms a carapace over her legs and she kind of hatches out of it by morning. And then like the butcher opens the door and, and is like, you've been initiated. Wait, the butcher's in on it too. Oh my God. (laughs) Also the butcher's wife is not into him looking at her naked. And she's in on it too. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course. I bet they get a discount on rent because they oh, put yeah, up probably. with the <laughs> they put up with the initiations that go on here. All right. I mean, the landlord's attentive, always comes and fixes their stuff fast. Has a, there's a flaming woman falling off the building every other month, but uh, other than that, it's a, it's a pretty good it's a good pretty good place to live. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Kim is unconscious so many times. But okay, so after that, she takes off uh, and she shows up in the bookstore. And FEMA calls her Lily this time. She's like, no, you're free of the parasite of men and fear. Whatever. Um, so she's told that I, so this is part of what I, another thing that I don't understand, which, you know, I don't understand anything in this movie, but she's told that she has to kill Hank's brother. His little brother. Yeah, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, I didn't even know who they were talking about. We're like, we, you need to kidnap the boy. Like, I didn't even remember. What I was boy? like, what boy? Yeah, so <sighs> apparently because there's still a male heir to that, there's no reason that any of this... Sh- no. You had sex with someone who has a brother, and so you have to kill the brother? I, I don't follow this logic. She had sex with uh, Clint. Yes, does he have to kill him or yes. his brother too? Kill like- everybody. <laughs> I don't understand, but it doesn't matter. So we go do that. Um, so she takes off. Oh, before she actually, she doesn't do that. She actually calls the cops. So she does have a, a moment of doing the right thing here where she's like, hey, police, we need to deal with this. Come to my house and come see all of the things that happened. I've yep. got a dead boyfriend here and all this. Place has been completely cleaned up. The door is repaired. The couch is fixed. Like, everything in the house looks normal. Which makes no sense. That's what her friend was doing that whole time, putting a, hanging a new door. <laughs> oh, I'm saying that shit could be done, but not in the time that this happened. Yeah, but I, I replaced the whole bathroom mirror. What? We don't know how long this took. It could have been months. It was a day. It was the same day. <laughs> it was the same day. I mean, because it's still Christmas time. It's got to be. Yeah, so Home Depot's obviously open late on Christmas Eve, so you can get That's a brand true. new vanity for the bathroom that you broke. Um, you can clean up blood from a carpet. Easy, yeah, easy they, peasy. I mean, they don't sell pre-painted hollow core Luan doors like <laughs> yeah. that bathroom one, so she'd have to paint the door, too, before yep. she hangs it. <laughs> I don't know, man. So dumb. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she goes, she's like, the cop says, Meh, maybe you need psychiatric help. Because you're crazy. Because this crazy. place is in mint condition, and you just said you had a giant break in everything. She's like, well, fine. 
if I'm crazy, then I'm going to the office Christmas party for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And she does. She shows up at the office Christmas party and everybody's being a prick. And it's like, why did you even go here? Yeah. Like, what was the what was the end goal? And then you for find out what thing? the whole office is in on it. Dude. Janice is there. She's not even making. She's like, okay, now you got to go get the boy. Like, she's not even being subtle. Like, that well, tells me, like, everybody's in on it now. Who cares? Like, I think it's just Janice. I really? think it's just her. I think she's Didn't like. Didn't the boss say something to her, too? That's why he, she tipped his drink or something? I mean, what? No. The, the, the guy with the glasses, who's like the. I think he's like a second city guy. Like, I feel like I remember him from like SCTV yeah, or know. something. I thought he said something uh, incriminating. He said uh, he basically did the same thing he did before where he was like, if it isn't the Virgin Mary or something like that, where because he made a similar joke right at the beginning of the movie when he was like, oh, you're sleeping with somebody here, you know? Oh, and okay. I thought that that Virgin thing was like a reference to the, the sex no, shit she I was think, just going gone no, through. No, I think it oh, was... Okay. I think, it was more she was angrier about it because of that. Okay, but, that's what I put into it. That's I why think, I was like, "Oh, he's in on it too." No, like, who think, isn't in on this? No, I think that the I think the office is oblivious, and it's just a big party. So Janice feels like everybody's wasted. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Plus, I've got magic powers, so yep. I can probably. So she make flips out, uh, knocks people's drinks out of their hands a lot, and then runs outside. And that's when you, as I said earlier, it looks like it's ten o'clock in the morning. Yep, it's early in the morning. It's like what? And so she she leaves and she's like she runs outside and she realizes that Ricky is pursuing her. And so she runs into a local like budget lodge kind of motel place and she hides out there and they're playing lesbian porn on the screen, which again, <laughs> sure, they're pointing towards this whole, I guess, lesbians are all witches and men are, I don't know, man, there's a message in here somewhere. <laughs> we just, don't know can't parse it out if you if you know give us a call yeah but it's not a good message whatever it is but then the tv turns and it's uh frida <laughs> fema fema yeah there we go the federal emergency management and agency. she's like get me the boy or i'll make you catch on fire be like roy <laughs> and she lights her ankles on fire <laughs> yes and she's like oh ow, ow, my ankles i gotta go work jump in the shower and dose my yeah self-combusting body it's like that's your warning. If you don't get the boy, we're gonna yeah and set your legs Ricky, on fire. Ricky catches up to her while she's in the shower, <laughs> like dousing her legs, and he's like, Ugh, "If you do what she says, then you the burning will stop." Yep. And she's like, "Okay, fine. I guess I'll go kill I this guess I'll kid go kidnap or whatever." A boy. And so she does, <laughs> in the most convoluted way. Like she shows up to his parents' house without Hank, and he's not there. And then the kid's like. Is Hank in the car? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's like, oh, cool. You should come ask, see like, him. Wouldn't Hank be at the door to come in for Christmas? <laughs> like, none of this makes sense. No, I mean, it's so stupid. He is, and I, I mean, there are so many better ways to write that scene where yeah. it's like Hank has something special for you outside. There's a surprise to see. There's yeah, he's surprise. got a big present, but it won't fit it's through the door. You got to come through. Sur- exactly. Nope. It's that bike I wanted. Yeah. Whatever. You know, perfect. Nope. Hank's just sitting in the van. Why can't he come in? Yeah. What doesn't matter. Who cares? We don't care. <laughs> so he gets her. The, he she does manage to get him out we of. We just rewrote that scene perfectly, just spitballing it. I How know. did this get to the final cut? 
I don't understand. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so much of this that I don't get. But she she gets him in the van, and then he starts having second thoughts <laughs> after. And she's uh, like, hold on, just sit right here. Just Hank will be here soon. From where? <laughs> and while while she's having this conversation and trying to keep him in the van, Clint Howard's like, mm, I feel like there's some loose ends inside that I could take yeah. care of. And he winds up uh, tying up the mother and then gets into a fight with the dad, winds up knocking him down on the ground and strangling him with Christmas lights. Until which a fire starts it somehow. somehow shorts the Christmas lights <laughs> and then the tree catches on fire and then the house starts burning. We see smoke coming out and the kid's like, hey, my house is on fire. I should leave. <laughs> and she's like, no, you should stay. And she takes off and she's like, run. She's driving full speed. Clint Howard catches up. He's about to jump out the door. This was a perfect scene. Though. I was just going to say, I loved it. This I do love this. The kids the kids so trying to get out the van. Well right when he opens the sliding door, Clint's just running up to it and jumps in the van. Oh, my God. It, it looks awesome. That was perfect. Yep. And uh, we'll give that. I will give them that. <laughs> I honest to God cannot imagine how they filmed that thing. Yep. Like that is just the timing was just dead on. Yep. And so like Clint Howard just gets in, pushes the kid out of the way and like slams the door and they're off. They're off to his sacrifice. Um, so they bring the kid to the top of the building. They're all about hanging on the top of that building. They love that building. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a bunch of... They spray-painted spirals there. Then. And they hung some Christmas lights. <laughs> they did. They did extra <laughs> Christmas stuff they before did. the sacrifice, yep. which is... I mean, there's something to be said for that. Um, Tis the season. Yeah. So now there's just a ton of Screaming Mad George bugs pouring out of the pipes we get those yep. big larval monster bugs and also actual bugs as well that are coming out um and fema's like here's a knife stab this kid yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> to prove your loyalty to satan or whatever who knows not good enough and she's like okay i'll totally stab this kid <laughs> let's do it give me the knife Stab. Oh, stabs FEMA instead. Whoopsies. <laughs> and uh, and so FEMA's like, oh, you jerk. You were supposed to do this. You were supposed to be strong enough to have my daughter back and blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, pulls the knife out. She's about to go stab uh, Kim. And Ricky gets in the way and is like, no, you can't stab her. She's a nice lady. The kid was nice, too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. His dad wasn't, but you didn't know that. You could have killed the dad. We would have all been behind you, that. You killed everybody else. Like, <laughs> who cares? Why now? Do you, why now yeah, are why you are all you? being like, boo? Yep. Anyway, but then only because we get this last, the fun scene of him being devoured by the bugs. Yeah, that was cool. So, uh, Ricky gets stabbed. He falls down. The bugs come and devour him, and then Kim starts. We forgot to mention that at some point. Kim gets uh, society fingers. Yep. She gets like wiggly, wobbly. Which She's again looks awesome, but why? Amazing. 
<laughs> we, I mean, for the end of this movie. So she's started to burn. Her fingers are basically melting and they've elongated. They've stuck together in this big, weird ice cream cone of like melding flesh and they're on fire. And she's like, I'm not going to burn for you or whatever it was. She sticks her hands into the wound that she made with the knife in FEMA and catches her on fire, pulls her hands out. Her hands are free of the flame. Yep. FEMA's transferred it. Then FEMA blows up into flames. I kind of love it. I mean, yeah, it was cool. It's it's fine. It didn't. Uh, as a as an ending, it's pretty good. And then she goes flying off the building, just like the girl in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but in between, there's the weakest thing. Like, when you have somebody like Screaming Mad George here, and you're like, cool, best effects artist in the world. How about we have a, a burning scene and maybe don't even consult him for the scene where the woman catches fire? Where they light a mannequin on fire? <laughs> I would have loved it if they lit a mannequin on fire. I would have been like, that's great. It looked like they had the clothes on a coat hanger. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's true. 100% flat. Yep. It was like wiggling. Somebody was wiggling a burning coat hanger with her clothes on it. And I was like, <laughs> come on, man. Really? <laughs> the ending of your movie, like everything in this movie, the effects were perfect the whole way through. Yeah. And then you do this. Boo. But she does. She jumps to her. She jumps to her death. And There's always flaming women falling off that building. <laughs> I mean, this second one has got to be extra suspicious, right? It'd be great if they showed like the wide shot of the sidewalk and there was just like half just half chalk lines <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that would be the thing to pan out on. Yeah, and that'd just... be the end of the movie. Yeah, that would have worked too. Uh, it's just another Tuesday for this exactly. building. <laughs> and uh, in one of those scenes that that always pisses me off. Like a Texas chainsaw little touch here where it's like, Kim's like, don't worry, son. It's all over now. Yeah, it's all over now. We murdered your brother. You saw a homeless man devoured by demon insects. Your dad's dead. Your dad's dead. Your house is burned down with your mother in it. So actually, your parents are both dead. There are still two other evil witches standing right there here. There are two. Uh, there are <laughs> at least two. I think there were extras. It felt like there were spares at that. They thing. didn't even do- address that at all. That there were like there were three witches, and then there was like an extra one, and it looked was like it was uh, uh, one of the scream queens, like Debbie Rashawn or something. What? Yeah, it looked like there was a that. there was a spare. But whatever. <laughs> she's a spare witch for backup. <laughs> but yeah, just in case just in case one of the other witches couldn't fulfill her duties, uh, we have this one on standby. I mean, why not? She was a loner. Anyway, that's it. That's the end of the movie. Everybody lived happily ever after. I, I guess. <laughs> well, we don't know what happened after. I mean, that's like taking out... That's like... Taking out right. just just chop top, right in Texas too, and being like, "Well, solved everything. We've solved everything." <laughs> Wait, no. Fine. no, there's 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 still a whole family here, guys. Right, <laughs> and that's that's the other issue is that they the, they do leave us not knowing what the fuck is going on. What? <sighs> Why wouldn't she go ape shit and kill the other two witches? Like, so here's that would have been a satisfying. Ending. Here's your ending. 
she gets the fucking power from her that there's some tangential like, there's some tangible power yeah and then she that uses that power from, to blow up the other she uses the power yep. to kill the other two people where this woman clearly had whatever ability to do something like she had some sort of telekinetic powers or whatever and she could throw people yeah. she throws the other two ladies off the roof exactly and she's like and then she walks off into the sunset with the kid. Yep. But leaving those those two witches on the, or three or four, however many <laughs> random witches there are. They called in some friends from out of town. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, this was a big night. Yeah. I can it's understand. Christmas. <laughs> it's time for the Christmas Lilith. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that would have been so much more, it would have been so much more satisfying yep. if we had seen her do that. And And there was a hint to it. There was a hint that, like, you kind of got the the other witches kind of looking at her like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She's really, she did something big here, and they don't want to fuck with her. Like, instead of just, you know, overpowering her because there's more of her and throwing her off the roof or whatever because they're mad at her, yeah. they're, they're like, oh, shit, she can do this thing. Because, again, she did do something cool. Because cool she I mean? turned around and pulled a bodiker, and she was just like, witches leave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, um, we gotta remember that line. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Yeah. Uh, holy shit, that's so good. Um, and yes, you are absolutely correct. She should have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unsatisfying, icky. Why did we do it? I don't know. I felt like we had to because I felt like everyone has talked about this movie. It gets so many people saying, "I like this movie." I hear so many people saying, yeah, this is the good one. Because it's Brian Usna, it's Screaming Mad George. Mm-hmm. Those two things <clears throat> mean it is quality. And in this case, that is not true. I know uh, Marcus at Rude Horror Podcast did this movie too, and he had a big theory about um, the connection to society. I forgot what that theory was, but he, 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 he <laughs> but yeah, tune in, tune in the Rude Horror Podcast. They covered this too, and Fair. you can hear his, if, if you just can't get enough of people talking about this shit-ass movie. Yeah, I mean, like, if anybody wants to know my opinion, if they're, if they haven't seen the movie, my opinion is don't fucking watch it. Like, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone see this movie. It's not, I mean, it was available because it was on my, uh, I actually had the, the little box set that they released and I was like oh yep. why not I had that and I got the shutter too that's where I was watching yes I, I think I actually watched it on shutter but. um but yeah I mean there definitely are some cool scenes um that we talked about but very few and far in between the effects are great they sure are but they're just gross they're ugly and it's not in a pleasant setting where it's fun you know yeah um it doesn't have any of that humor that like society has yeah. with any of the effects so it's just not that yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, the music I do love. I do love the score. I it's it was too great. sincere. Is one of is I think that's one of its big faults. Is that it's like it's very convinced that what it's doing is like it, it's very straight faced the whole time. Like they're yeah. making a Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, this is this is Rosemary's Baby. This is not you know. This but when isn't you bring society. the holiday horror, you got to bring fun. Exactly. That's the thing. You can't do a Christmas horror movie and and be like, this is a straight up like no jokes at all, no joking yep. horror. And also, you can't put Clint Howard in something and do that. Yep. Like, it, it's weird. It's super strange to have Clint Howard in a movie that isn't that has no tongue in cheek elements. 
Well, I mean, it has one, and that was him eating the fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. That was it. Ah, no cheese. <laughs> That's it. Well, okay. Uh, well, this Santa series, Claus though, killer. has a history of doing too. really dumb things, like True. hiring Bill Mosley to be mute. Wow. <laughs> I will say that now... Or I'm, producing the second movie, and the producer's thinking, we don't need to give you any money. You can just cut up the first movie, right? And make a new one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen it a few times, so <laughs> like clearly it does work. Maybe I'm just watching it for the 80s toys. <laughs> Um, but the the toy maker is the one that's I the love that, that is movie. the that is absolutely the the standout. We did that one earlier, yep. so listen to that episode. I if love you hated part. This I one. love part one. I love the second half of part two, and I love part five. I still think part one is too hateful for me. Um, you would think it was for me, but for some reason that movie just fires. I don't like the I don't like the first original Santa carjack scene. Other, yeah, than, other than that, other than that, other than that, the whole movie fires for me. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's the the carjacking is is too much. It's yep. it's too far down the line for me. Uh, but Toy Maker is just nonsense. Oh yeah, and that's what I'm, that's where it got fun. And you get the screaming mad George toy creations, but they're fun and they're quirky and yeah, and you do get jokes. <laughs> yes, you do, and you get just. Insanity. Yep. So, yeah, that would be my recommendation. If you want to watch a weird version of this, watch The Toymaker. Yeah. Which is part five? It is five, and that is the final part. Then they did do a remake. Yeah. Half, uh, kind of a remake. It's very much different, though, from the... Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's okay. Yeah. It's a, it's mean. It's see? a meanie, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't need it. Not enough jokes in that one. Yeah, and the other... The other better one is uh what was the other one that we did that was the really good halloween or uh, uh christmas, christmas evil or christmas evil oh i love that movie wow what a movie that is i just actually ordered that from matt the other day because i that lost my damn copy so good holy crap so luckily we got a cool store called the braxis that stocks that vinegar syndrome stuff hell so yeah had him place an order because i need a copy of christmas evil again i can't find it Nice. Yeah, I'm not living without that in my collection. Exactly. I, I don't even know how I survived not knowing it wasn't there. <laughs> when I pulled out all my Chris, I pulled out all my Christmas movies this year and it was gone. That's so sad. Yeah. Man, oh. we're gonna have to do something really good to wash away the taste of this movie. <laughs> um. So n- next time, we're gonna probably skip next week. I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably Christmas. I think it's Christmas-ish. I don't know. I don't know what the Christmas fuck. is a Saturday. Christmas is like. Oh, so maybe we'll just oh, do yeah, next we'll week. Just do it next week. Okay, so we'll do something nice next week. Let's maybe we'll do something with a talking animal. Ooh, I, I just watched a movie called The Christmas Tale. Tale is T A L E. I mean T A I L. I spelled so good. That would be so much funnier if it was it, just Christmas Tale. Because it was a dog. Oh, so it was like a dog's tail. Uh, and this kid wanted to. Uh, he was wishing on the Christmas star for a dog, mm-hmm. but he got attacked by a bee right as he was doing it. So he was like. I want a bee, a dog. And then it was like, oops, you said you want to be a dog. <laughs> so he became one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you're fucking, you're fucking with me right now, movie, right? <laughs> that didn't just happen. <laughs> I was hoping that they was going to give him a bee. And there was like going to be a bee that just fell followed him around for the rest of the movie. I want a, a bee. bee. A, a, a dog. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you got to be careful with those Wishmaster wishes. You do, you wishes. do, you do, you do, you do. Those are really dangerous. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So we've gone through all this. You can follow us at Coast City Comics. You can follow us at Um Actually Podcast and at Funbox Monster Podcast and at some other stuff. Rad Wraith is coming out. Ask for it at your local retailer where comic books are sold. And Can you buy that at CoastCityComics.com? You totally will be able to when Sick. it's out in February. Um, and that's it. And you can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend on the Instagrams. And uh, make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook for lots of uh, fun stuff there. Excellent. And uh, Merry Christmas, even though this movie was terrible. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Good night.